Take it easy. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Nick Clark, and thank you for streaming Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio. This is the official podcast and YouTube live channel of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop out of Folsom, California. Super excited today to share a really good friend and colleague of mine, Dr. Ron Sims. What's up, Doc? Hey, Nick. How you doing up there in Idaho? Doing really good, man. I love it up here. I love the ability to get outside and um, do all the fun things that we can do. Like, man, we've been doing mountain biking and uh, skiing. It's been amazing. So, yeah, thank you so much for being a part love of our, our podcast and for coming on and um, sharing yourself and your knowledge with our community. I really appreciate that. No problem, man. I'm excited to be on. So Dr. Ron Sims, you started a chiropractic business in 1996 called Back to Health Chiropractic. That's a that's quite a long time to be in business. How are things going for you all? Oh man, we love it. We have we I say we because I have a great team. Over the years, I've assembled a great team, and we've built I think a really effective brand. And as a high energy leader, I'm having a blast. How'd you end up? So that's probably. How'd you end up starting? Yeah, so I was a um, scholar athlete at Long Beach State, got injured, typical story, tried some conventional medical approaches with uh, no results. And working out of this gym, I met a lady chiropractor. She was actually an Olympic level swimmer who went into chiropractic. So she was an amazing athlete in her own right, but she, um, did two of these things called adjustments on my spine, and I had this immediate pain relief. And as a pre-med major, I thought, ooh, what's this thing? Chiropractic, never heard about it. So long story short, I got a part-time job in her office. She mentored me, and she uh, basically led me to Los Angeles College of Chiropractic, and I enjoyed my time there. And I just love being a chiropractor. I love the whole philosophy, and I just love partnering with people like you, too it just fits together so well so yeah and the one thing i just really want to talk about as an overlying theme on um, today's show is the importance of create having a wholeness approach to your um your health and wellness so you can can you talk a little bit about your mission your vision at back to health chiropractic and just as a person and also can you touch a little bit on why it's important to add chiropractic into your everyday life that's a great question. So on a personal level, um, I've always resonated with the holistic ideas of health. I love taking nutritional supplements. I love doing my yoga flow, but I also have a bunch of other stuff I really enjoy. You mentioned some of them early on and talking about your lifestyle in Idaho. And I just, for me, even as a practitioner, I never was comfortable um, with the idea of having just a chiropractor, like, or just this or just that, of just one thing. So I never really liked that. And I did know that I wanted and felt that our community need to be, needed to be less dependent on big pharma. You know, I think so many of my clients admit to me that they take Advil or Tylenol almost on a regular basis just to go do their yoga and to go to do their things. And it just always bothered me. And I knew there was a better way. And I knew that chiropractic wasn't the only thing. I knew it was an integrative approach that was needed because most health issues that roll into my clinic or even come into your um, studio there, um, they have a myriad of health problems. They have so many things going on and they don't necessarily tell us about it. And we learn about it as we get to know people, but it's just 
the real the reality for me is it hit me is I want to become more of an educator. Doctors are supposed to be educators and teachers. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be a holistic health educator and a wellness expert. So I just spent all my time getting up to speed and leveling up in all these different aspects of wellness. And as I've done that, I've really started to look out for more practitioners like yourself that fit well with our philosophy and realize it's not just yoga, you know, you need to do this. And, and so for, for me, chiropractic, as it relates to sports and even yoga, because I think yoga is almost like a sport in a sense that you get better and better at it, the more you focus on it. It's like, you know, it's like golf and the more coaching you get. And so I looked at that and I said, you know, that, you know, as a chiropractor, I want to holistically partner with that. And I'm going to be in the recovery space because I'm not going to teach my clients how to do a yoga flow. I'm not going to teach them um, how often to do that or talk to them about training schedules. That's the job of the coach and of the yoga master. Um, my job is to help them in that recovery space. That's where most people don't do health well, in my opinion, is they do really good. They go to the gym and they do this, but they don't recover well. And they have um, routines that are not consistent with their health goals. They have a diet that's not consistent with their health goals. And they're just out of kilter because they don't manage stress very well. And so for me, I want to be in that recovery space. Can you talk a little bit more about how people could improve um, their recovery skills? Like what, does it, yeah. what does it take for someone to be good at recovery? That's such a deep, convoluted question, right? I mean, You're welcome. for me, yeah, yeah, that was good. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I go on a three-hour mountain bike ride, I'm going to step into after a 30 to 40 minute break because you don't want to eat right after intense exercise. You want a little bit of a gap. But I'm going to go right into a really holistic protein filled meal. It could be a smoothie. It could be a big salad bar at Whole Foods. But I'm going to I'm going to drop right into a great meal. But I'm also going to pop some essential amino acids. I'm going to take a bunch of my supplements. I'm going to make sure my micro and macros are good. I'm, I'm going to keep my electrolytes real high. So I'm going to look at that diet piece. And then some people are really good at that, but I think a lot of my clients struggle with routines. Their morning and evening routines are not good. They're disorganized. They're in disarray. And they have plenty of excuses. If you have children in the home, you know what I'm saying. But I just feel like even families, like my family, we took Sunday afternoons to prepare our food for the week. Like we were ready for every day. The boys had pre-made smoothies. They, they were the most spoiled kids in their class by far, as far as nutrition. I would drive by the school with an ice chest because I forgot to give them their smoothie. You know, we were just, no other parents were doing that. <laughs> the other thing is like bedtime. Most, most of y'all are looking at your iPhone to, and then you, the sec, you like are looking at your phone to the second you fall asleep. Yeah. And you're taking no break from that blue light. You're probably not wearing blue light blocking glasses. You're probably eating within three hours of bedtime, which most um, experts would say is horrible for so many things, in particular recovery. Yeah. You know, during that REM sleep, Nick, that's when we get that robust stem cell activity. That's when our growth hormone factories kick in. That's when our, our autophagy systems uh, kick into high gear. And most Americans I meet aren't even getting into their REM sleep. They're never recovering. And that's why they end out in my office because they get injured. Yeah. Your body at some point is going to give you a signal and usually it's an injury or some sort of pain. So, but those are just a couple things. I mean, there's so, there's so many things, but I think morning routine and evening routine. And if you're a parent, get that dialed in so that you mentor your kids that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the kids, kids are watching us as parents. 
aren't they? And everything that we do. And so I noticed that if my routine is off, my kid's routine is off. You know, if I opt for that, um, that ice cream cone later in the afternoon or even in the evening time, and I'm not sleeping well, and I'm kind of wired, they're the same thing, right? I mean, they're following everything that we do. So yeah, I really appreciate that you're speaking to that. Um, it takes something, doesn't it? Health really, to create a shift in someone's health or to go back into health, like you are working with people to do and that, like I'm working with people to do, it takes something. And, um, you know, I really feel like it, in a lot of ways, it takes a rescheduling of our lives and like um, using a calendar and, you know, getting consistent with when, when it is that we're waking up, getting consistent with the food that we're eating, getting consistent with putting the phone down and having conversation, you know, and getting consistent with going to bed, you know, on at an early time, a good time that works for us, you know, so it takes something. And, um, you know, I, I'm curious how it is that you inspire or empower people to make those shifts in their lives so that they can actually have the benefits of, lifelong health. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another really tough thing to accomplish because most of my new clients are not coming to me in a state of wellness. Uh, I can't remember the, the last new client I had that came in and said, I'm here just to be a better version of myself. Doc, I have no symptoms at all. You know, mm -hmm. most folks in America engage the healthcare system with some sort of allopathic mindset, which centers around a particular symptom. That and, and, and for most, it's not even the symptom. It's when the symptom begins to interrupt the things they like to do. God. Then they come in when there's a significant life effect, right? Mm -hmm. Most people will manage the three, four, five level pains with Advil, Tylenol, and they just kind of power on. But then it gets to like a seven or an eight, then they decide to engage. And then the biggest thing we have the hardest time with is not getting great results with people um, and, and getting them back on their feet. It's shifting their paradigm as far as how they look at health. And you, you hit it spot on there is we use a saying, schedule your life around your health, not your health around your life. So if I back up that statement and say, well, then what is health? And you and I would agree on this all day long, that health is this comprehensive, holistic approach that involves so many different factors that's physical, it's biochemical. It's psychological, it's emotional, it's spiritual. Mm -hmm. And we know that this rhythm that you're referencing, that if we schedule that out and we put that as a high priority and it becomes the axle of the wheel of our family, then all of a sudden we don't miss the chiropractor appointment. We don't get in and out of our yoga flow. That is unwavering. That is the axle of our life. And then the spokes represent all those other crazy things that we fill our lives up with. Um, that, um, you know, far too often, most people I meet, health is just one of those skinny little spokes. And the axle is whatever is in vogue that week or whatever is on the issue list or front and center. And they just don't have that rhythm and they don't have that schedule. And that's why I like sending people to yoga because I know with yoga, when you go there, and there's other things that would be good examples of this, but, you know, you have a other group of people there that get to know you. They start seeing you and you have... You start to get part of this tribe and this rhythm to where now when you don't show up, you're actually in a way letting others down because you were you didn't realize you were spurring that person on and they were spurring you on. And I just feel like um, it's partly what you said, it's scheduling it and then it's, it's setting up systems in your life that hold you extremely accountable to other people.
Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, and I love also what you're speaking to in just a broad sense about having a paradigm shift and scheduling your life around your health. Right? This is all we've got. I mean, our, when our body goes down, that's it. Yet so many people don't pay attention to their health, to their health until it's gone. I agree. And I, I just don't understand. I, I have a hard time with that. Um, and that's why one of our core values is passionate health education. So all of our clients, whether they like it or not, to be a client in our practice, they have to go through our philosophy workshop. And we do it in easy to handle ways, you know, live at home on Zoom. Is but this, I, uh, it's just what happens at the beginning. Like when someone's coming in and they're new, is they go through like a philosophy workshop? Is that what you call it? Absolutely. They have to know who we are if they want us to help them. Um, we just aren't into that anymore. Um, and then it goes back to what you said is because we want to take, because we, we always say there's three reasons that our country is mired in a three to four decade long health crisis. Mm. It's not just recent, you know, people think it's recent because of COVID. I'm like, no, no, we, we've, we've been heading toward disaster for a long time. Mm -hmm. and, and the three main reasons is philosophical. One is individuals for some reason, like you said, they don't take personal responsibility for their health anymore. Yeah. We made that mistake of giving that over to others, um, whether it be our doctor or whatever. And so that's the first one. The second one is we have the wrong definition of what health is in the first place. Most Americans were raised in an allopathic mindset. We were raised for every symptom, there's a pill. And you just rush to the medicine cabinet. And that was ingrained in us from the day we were born. Every advertisement, every magazine article is littered with all these big pharma ads mm -hmm. that are pushing that agenda into your brain. But then, you know, I think most of my clients, they know more about their, their um, electronic devices than they do their own body. Because we teach body. And when we're teaching body, 95% of the audience is absolutely clueless. Mm -hmm. And I, like you said, I don't, I don't understand that because people seem to love life. They have all these goals. They want to charge, charge, charge and they're going to give the most important asset over to somebody else. I don't know about you. I have a money manager. I like doing some investing too, but the majority of it, I have this guy manage because I don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, and most of you on this call, you have money managers. You maybe dabble in that yourself too, or maybe you're a money manager. And, but why do we not manage our health more effectively? Because like you said, health problems are expensive on my time, on my money, Ugh. on my relationships. I mean, keep going, right? Exactly. And so I just don't understand it. Oh, by the way, the third reason, first one was um, we, we, gave, we, we gave that advocacy over to somebody else. Yep. Two is we, we poorly define what health is. Health is vitalism. Health is optimum function. In my clinic, we focus a lot on objective testing yeah. because symptoms go away. I wanna see how you're functioning. Anyway, the third reason is procrastination. Mm. Um, we have gotten kind of lazy that way. We procrastinate. People have the uh, yoga membership they're paying for. They don't even know they're paying for it. Right. They just don't show up. It's just auto debit. Or they got their dusty Bowflex or whatever in the garage, right? I mean, <laughs> Bowflex, huh? My dad used to have a Bowflex. I didn't even. I don't even know if Bowflex is still around. That's how dusty they are. <laughs> they're very dusty. <laughs> Funny. You know, um, I I love this conversation, man. It's so, it's so much fun to talk to you. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but it really is. Ah, oh, thank you. Um, it, I appreciate it. it. 
we teach at Spotted Dog Yoga, we teach Baptiste Yoga. And the three source principles of Baptiste Yoga are number one, physicalness, number two, possibility, and number three, empowerment. And the reason that I bring that up is because the first thing that people have to be willing to do and learn to do is to get physically in their body before they can experience more possibility in life, before they can be empowered to go out into the world and do what it is that they want to do in the way that they want to do it. And so often, I mean, I would say probably 90% of the time when someone first comes to a yoga class, they are so disconnected from their body that it's hard for them to understand even the simplest of cues that would help them move their body. Even like uh, the simple cue of step your right foot forward, people forget which leg is their right foot. You know, they just like, mm -hmm. they're so up in their head and so um, connected to other things other than their body. And so, um, you know, we focus a lot again also on creating alignment and whatnot, but I just wanted to like throw that in there in relationship to what you're saying is like how it's amazing how disconnected people are from their body and their bodies. Are That's access, a great way of putting their bodies have access yeah. to everything. Was, yeah. was there a point in yeah. your, in your life where it just snapped for you, where you just realized that you had to create your life around health? Or has it just kind of always been ingrained in you um, from when you were a young, younger kid? I had a pretty traumatic situation happen to me when I was 15 years old. And that was, I would say, the first inflection point in that I had a genetic kidney anomaly where my ureter wasn't draining from my kidney and my bladder properly. And it manifested as my freshman year of high school during football as just a lot of back pain. Mm -hmm. Well, you're getting hit. I was a quarterback, getting hit, 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 you know. But it was a different type of pain and it got worse and worse. So mom and dad took me to the, the MD and they did an intravenous pilogram. Long story short, I had to have this surgery and it, I had complications. And I was in the hospital for eight days. I was supposed to be in for two days. And I had morphine shots, Demerol, all this stuff. And I told my mom, when I because I felt so sick and I felt disturbed. And I was an athlete and athletes, you know, I wasn't perfectly balanced in life and didn't know a lot of what I know now, but I definitely was connected to my body. Mm -hmm. That's all I did was sport. Every day was sports, sports, sports. And so having that taken away from me and you start looking at it going, that's when I began to adopt this philosophy that was very simple. I'm never taking another medicine in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my, my mom was a nurse, so it was kind of a weird deal, but I literally, I've never, I think I've taken a few Advil in my life over 30 years. And I just, I don't know. That was the first inflection point. And then meeting Dr. Kim Raymond, the chiropractor, because she was very holistic, Olympic level swimmer. Um, and, you know, you, you made me think of this, too, is this out of body thing where people just aren't connected to their own physical being and they're not connected biochemically. They're not connected psychologically. They're stuck in fight flight and they don't realize that their, you know, their car is running when it should be off. They're not resting. They never truly rest. They'll sleep eight hours, but if they were tracking heart rate variability or looking at other health indicators, they would see that they spent little to no time in REM sleep because their lifestyle is so out of order mm -hmm. and they're so disconnected. And so it's it's a pretty comprehensive problem, right? You know, and, and you and I have portions of the answers in what we do, mm -hmm. but we realize there's other things too, right? So we have to build those teams and a lot of Practitioners, chiropractors especially, are notorious for getting their patients and they're like, 
oh, you know, I don't want them to go to anybody else because they might talk them out of coming to see me. I'm like, right. It's weird. I don't like it. Now, there's plenty of good chiropractors that are more holistic that refer out. Like we refer out so often to things, right? Every day, you know, I send people to the um, the Gold Country running store to get better shoes, you know. Yeah. Um, I send them to yoga. And then they'll tell me I'm doing Pilates. Yeah, do Pilates. Don't quit. You want to go to row house? Go to row house. You want to do nine rounds? Go to nine rounds. Um, you know, it's just we like to refer out because we know we can't do it all for them. And we know we have a specific role on their healthcare team, but we want people to build this this well-rounded lifestyle. And that's like a team approach, right? Mm -hmm. I want them to have Nick in their life. I want them to have me in their life. And then I also want them to have my guy at the running store in their life. And then I want them to bring others along on the journey with them. Yeah. Yeah. For accountability. And so, well, that's, and you mentioned that early on, just in general, the, the community and the team that you've created at back to health chiropractic has been um, vital in supporting your clients and supporting the community um, that you're in. Um, but what you're touching on now that I really like is um, building a bigger community within the health and wellness industry. And I feel like uh, in general, what happens in business is what you're talking about is that a lot of people feel like that they have when they have a client that that client is only their client, you know, and then they hold on to them as if that there's no other options for those people. Right. And when we're doing that, if, you know, if you're really like for, for us, our vision is to help people see their greatest potential. And with, you know, our vision and mission being in that realm, if I was to hold people back from going to see Dr. Ron Sims, or if I was going to hold people back from seeing Leon at gold country run and sport, right. Um, then I'm keeping people from really seeing their full potential. And so I really appreciate that about you and this relationship that we have. And I encourage, uh, you know, all of the, you know, other health and wellness organizations that are out there to find partners who compliment you and compliment your clients and get people to have conversations like Dr. Ron Sims and I are having right now so that people can start to be educated and understand the importance of creating more holistic, a more holistic approach to their health. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it took me until the point when I was injured playing soccer to realize how important my health was. And I imagine that there's a lot of people out there that have had experiences that have reminded them why their health is so important. Um, That's right. So I'm just, you know, I, I, I think the hurdle that we have is um, in in health in the health industry is getting people to stay committed, and um, I believe that community is what helps people do that. Totally agree. Absolutely, I agree. Could not agree more. So important. Yeah. I mean, if I like you, I'm going to come back and see you. <laughs> right? Right? If you're, hey, you, Dr. Ron, you're so welcoming. I just want to come in and see you even if I'm not getting worked on. Do you have time for that? <laughs> Absolutely. Just hang out, man. We have an um, open format. And one of our rules for our practitioners is in this open format is we limit our talk to health talk because we know in our case, the world has this client and majority of the time when they're in our practice, we have only holistic reading. We have slideshows all on health and wellness. Our, what we call our table talk is all purposeful. It's all talking about because we don't have much, that much time with people. That's good. And to shift paradigms because so really how it works for us is 
because a lot of people are chiropractic still kind of has an air of skepticism around it. Um, we don't sell medicines. We are holistic. We believe the body heals itself. And the other misconception about chiropractic is that we crack everybody. Everybody's like gets addicted to these TikTok videos where people are getting manipulated. And we do certainly do diversified techniques, which is what that is. But we also have this whole other gamut of techniques. We do their low force. We use automated instruments. We use postural training devices. We um, do, we have these tables that bend, twist and drop and stretch. And, and we don't do any cracking on more than half of our clients mm -hmm. uh, simply because A, they don't want it. B, they have brittle bones, whatever. There's some reason that we don't feel that traditional uh, diversified techniques are best for them. So there's all these misconceptions about our profession. Interesting. And I think that's why you'll see a lot of what I said about is the chiropractic insecurity of, I got a new patient, I better hang on to him, you know? And for us, we operate more, and I don't like using this word, but kind of a scarcity thing in the sense of we don't accept everybody because not everybody has a condition that we think would respond well to what we do. Got it. Or we believe that person has unrealistic expectations or we don't think their goals match what their condition requires as far as recovery plan and strategy. And so there's different reasons that we will push clients away, but we don't want to bring somebody in just to get them in, mm -hmm. you know, and if it's, if there's a disconnect there, then that's, nobody wins. It makes it worse. It makes it a ripple effect on the community. And so um, we just know that certain people are never going to commit. They're not going to commit to wellness and um, but a lot of times when we do these pushaways, they reshape their goals right in front of me. Like, no, 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 no. I want to retalk my goals with you again, because what happens in our case is people come in with a specific symptom. Let's say mm -hmm. I always use sciatica as an example. They come in with sciatica and, you know, we start talking not about the sciatica, although we do. But we want we want to talk about agree on the problem and what the what the problem is is I have sciatica and I can't do my yoga flow and it's ticking me off because mm -hmm. I love my yoga. And this sciatica is, I don't like it. I got to get rid of that because I want to go back to that. So those kind of clients we do really well with um, because we want them back to that. Um, it's the ones that do nothing that are very challenging, right? And so, yeah, and so we always say, you know, as far as our business, because it's a different way of thinking. We believe the body heals itself. We believe the body is smart. We, we believe the body self-heals and self-regulates itself on a constant basis. And we believe the number one hindrance to that is stress, which is physical, biochemical, and psychological, what we've talked about. And so, therefore, the strategy to get them well can't just be physical. It's got to have a psychological, emotional, mental component. It also has to have a biochemical, you know, uh, body chemistry component. And then there's got to be a balance within that physical component because a lot of people that you meet and that I meet have – Let's just be honest. The modern day posture is horrendous. Yeah. If you go to a dinner and you look around, you see families of five with humpbacks. Mm -hmm. Now you might, if I'm the chiropractor, you might say, I've got job security for the next five decades yeah. because of this. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't want job security for that reason. And I don't want to see this. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. And so we, you and I both know it's not just stretching. There's a, a strengthening. And like you said, a balance and a getting to know your body component to this. And so it's just all fits together well. And I know that was a long kind of ADD answer to that. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, you. it's uh, when I was working with the Folsom Cordova Unified School District prior to the pandemic, I'd go in and teach auditoriums full of kids 
and they'd be coming in from the, you know, transitioning from their past, their last class into the auditorium and whatnot. And one of the first exercises that I had them do was just walk around the room as they were in the posture that they were in and communicate with people. And um, because a lot of them had no idea that they were just walking around hunched over with their head down and their eyes down. And then I'd pause them after they walked around in their normal default stance and I'd have them stand up in what we call true north alignment, right? With your bones stacked up on top of each other, with your eyes up, with your chest lifted, your heart open, all that. And then I had them walk around the room and I would say that the most tangible um, thing that I took from it, the, the experience that I took is that the noise of the classroom of the auditorium shifted. There was a totally different energy. There was twice as much interaction. Um, and you could just feel this palpable sense of a shift in the way that they were interacting with each other just by lifting their head up. You know, and it, and it, and a lot of it is because they're just like, a lack of awareness. And that's where you and I and other health professionals come in is like, we help people create awareness. We help people create awareness through um, having a community that supports them through having products that support what it is that they need by moving people or, to, you know, referring people to other people who can help them when we can't help them um, by creating consistency in what it is that we're doing and by educating people. And, um, you know, really like it, it starts with the, those of us out there that are aware enough and who have put our health at the center of the of our life. Um, and then I feel like that the more we just continue to talk about this kind of stuff and educate people, the more people will find, you know, have a realization for it. Um, no, I agree. And I think we need to, A, get you guys back in that school district. Um, no kidding. B, I would say that, um, you know, the pandemic, for me, I did see an uptick in people concerned about all things health. Um, we, we, we actually grew during the pandemic because we're very holistic and we focus on the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And as you know, people's nervous systems, they're so out of kilter right now. And most people are living in fight flight and that's why they're not sleeping good and their mouth breathing and their, you know, their lungs aren't working. And we know that Americans are very vulnerable to respiratory infections because we love to sit in front of computers all day. Yeah. You know, that, that alone is one of the biggest factors is forcing us into what you said, this defeated posture. Right. With, uh, you know, this, yeah, when the sternum pointing, pointing to my lower back. And I just, you mentioned it, that chest wall and all that stuff and seeing the kids' tone change immediately, it reminds me of that old, that old phrase of form equals function. And, you know, it changes everything. If, we, if kids were on their computers less, they're on social media less, and they're working out more and having guys like you and I in their life more, uh, I think our society in general, we would see a tipping point. Mm. I know it's about 15 to 18% is a tipping point. And all of a sudden people would begin to start living more in congruence with what you and I would love to see in our communities. Right. Yeah. So that's why I keep at it. I'm 50, almost 58 years old and I'm, I'd wake up and I'm, I'm the CEO of my company. And I always tell my team, I'm the chief energy officer. When I show <laughs> up, like, if you're if you're gonna work for me, you better have energy because when I show up Monday morning at seven fifteen, and I I mean my whole day I'm just energy. I'm raising the bar. I want the whole office of energy just to come up. Yeah, which means I have to practice what I preach, man. If I'm not doing all these things that you and I are talking about exceptionally well, I'm not nearly as good a practitioner as I could be if I wasn't doing that. And um, so for me, we try to level everybody up by the way we behave. We bring the, you know, tides rise together, man. 
we want all boats to rise. So if we get Ronnie and Nick and Leon, all these other people in our community that are um, thinking the same things, they're not just thinking business and money. They're thinking about changing the community, talking about vision. That's our vision is we want to see a dramatic change in the community. We always have this premise statement at every team meeting we ever do. Of we, we know this, that people that are under care in our practices are healthier and safer than those that are not. We just know that to be true. Yeah. Um, and, and so we just see it play out through all these different seasons we go through as a society. And so I just feel like um, now's the time, right? You know, we, now's the time for you and I to play big. <laughs> yeah. Because our communities need us to be big, right? Yeah, right. And it's and how you do anything is how you do everything. And so it's not just right here on this on this podcast and this YouTube live, Facebook live broadcast that we that you're committed to being the chief energy officer, you know, that I'm be, you know, that I'm committed to being the best dad and person that I can be, right? It's all, it's all the time. Really like and and in those times when I'm noticed that my energy is down or I haven't taken care of myself, it's okay. And then I'll just create an awareness around what it is that I can shift. And I try my best to do it better the next time. I'm constantly working to improve myself. Um, and I know like working with someone like you and other amazing leaders in this community is um, nothing short of inspirational and amazing. And I really appreciate um, that you've taken the time to be a part of this and to share your energy as the chief energy operator, man. <laughs> it's been awesome. I love uh, it. Do you have any questions for me before we sign off and car carry on into our world, our regular worlds? Yeah, I do have a question for you. Um, you know, you and I've talked offline about this, but what I know one of your, your greatest frustrations is the same frustration I share is that people don't seem to be able to retain and keep in rhythm. So what are some things that Spotted Dog is doing, you know, to help kind of spur people on, to hold them accountable and to have them um, create this true lifestyle that's, that they never get off? Well, the number one thing that we've always focused on is creating community. You know, as we know that 100%, if someone feels welcome in our space, that they will come back again. And so um, we only hire on people that are doing the work that we do in our studios, uh, the yoga, the meditation, um, and just people that are really good people. And so when you come to Spotted Dog Yoga, you'll feel like you're getting a warm hug, you know, kind of like friends. Everybody will know your name and um, they'll know it, it and it won't take them that long to know it either. Um, as far as the bit, our business model has shifted. I think what we, Katie and I, Katie's my wife, for all of you don't know, um, Katie and I started Spotted Dog Yoga um, almost eight years ago. But what Katie and I have shifted is our approach to our programming. We used to t do what were called teacher training programs, which were higher level programs for people who were interested in learning how to teach yoga. And um, what we found is that there's, you know, so many more people who are interested in getting healthy and creating a consistent uh, lifestyle of yoga. There's so many more people like that than there are interested in just teaching yoga. And so we shifted our teacher training programs and, and now do what are called yoga training programs. And yoga training programs are designed for any level of practitioner, whether they're brand new or if they've been coming for 10 years, 
uh, to come into our studio, go through the six-month program as a way to create consistency in their yoga, their meditation, and their self-inquiry, um, and as a way to really start to connect more to their body, align their body, align their mind, and align their spirit so that they get the benefits of a consistent practice. And what we've found, Ronnie, is that the people who are the most consistent, we talked about this a lot during this, this uh, broadcast, but the people who are the most consistent get the best results. And so um, we've really been focusing on getting newer people into these programs as a way to help them get the results so that they can create a long-term impact in their lives and in their communities' lives. So I would say those are the, you know, really the two big things that we've done well at Spotted Dog that have helped people get back to health, man. Mm, that's right. No, I, I appreciate you hearing that. It sounds like you and I share very, um, we're very in concert as it relates to uh, helping individuals that come into our lives reach their full expression of health. And we know we can't do that in one to two months, you know, and it's that, I love that you're doing that. And I'm excited to promote that to my people because that's perfect for me. I, I want to be able to send people places where they think about what you just said. Not all businesses think that way. Um, you know, what you said is, is transformation, really. You're transforming their way of life and you're actually saving lives. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. You know, you're, you don't, we, we have no idea how far reaching it is when we do these little things where you and Katie sit down and pray and meditate and really come up with that program as a way to help save lives. Mm -hmm. Because we know then when somebody else is having this transformation, people want to share their story. And all of a sudden they share that guy and this guy. And it just, like we said, all the, the tides raise. And I wish we, you and I almost need to put together a holistic health um, network that's more official. And maybe we meet on a quarterly basis to talk through what you just said there. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Yeah, it really does take a, a shift as a, a leader and a business owner in perspective from trying, and, and granted, we both know it's not easy to survive as a small business, you know? And so I think what happens is, you know, uh, you know, is that once you get over the hump, once you create some movement and you feel a little bit, a little bit more secure in your business, like ultimately for me anyway, I've started to look at it differently. It's not, for me, it's not about yeah. survival. It's about impact. And I get that. I get that from you too, Dr. Ronson. That's really good. Yeah. That, that is, that's the rub right there is taking your business from survival mode to impactful mode. Yeah. And there's some really good businesses around that do that really well in the health space. And you're one of them. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too. Everyone, thank you so much for checking out and streaming on all the different platforms. Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio is the official podcast and streaming service of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sub Shop out of Folsom, California. Again, today I had the pleasure to be with Dr. Ron Sims, who is the Chief Energy Officer at Back to Health Chiropractic. And you can check out Back to Health Chiropractic at backtohealthsac.com. That's correct, right? Backtohealthsac.com. That's right. Um, and get in and see Ronnie, his amazing team, and be a part of their community as well. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. You got it, my friend. See you.
See you, bud.